Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, we are all winners today. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that since November, if the day ended in a Y, we've bet college basketball. So it's our moment. It's our time. It's going to be pure pandemonium here for the next three weeks as the NCAA tips off here tonight. And I have two games on the card. I went over this on the Sunday podcast, but I'm on SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, plus the four over Texas A&M Corpus Christi in game number one. In game number two, I'm on Mississippi State, minus the one and a half over Pittsburgh. And I can't win them all unless I win the first one. So come on, Simo, give me that first victory. Then don't forget, unofficial podcast plays here, but I am playing every single first half under in all 67 NCAA tournament games. Those lines for Tuesday are out. I locked them in already. No lines yet for Wednesday on the two unders, but I will be playing those as well. Then for Wednesday, I'm going to give you my two picks for there. I am on Texas Southern, minus the two over Fairleigh Dickinson. Not often does a team from the lowest-ranked conference get to make the NCAA tournament after losing in the conference championship, but that's what happened with Fairleigh Dickinson. Merrimack won the title, 67-66, but they weren't eligible for the big dance, so the Knights at 19-15 and get another shot. Texas Southern, on the other hand, they come from the 30th-ranked conference. They're in the SWAC. They enter the big dance with a losing record. They're only 14-20. and They had lots of injuries to start the season, played a very difficult schedule, and then they peaked at tournament time when it matters the most. Texas Southern played a much tougher non-conference schedule. They beat Arizona State, who's also playing on Wednesday night. They were tied at halftime with Oral Roberts, a sleeper to beat Duke in the first round, and they were tied with Auburn in the second half. That's enough for me. I'm going to lay the two with the 14-20 and basketball team in the NCAA tournament. Give me the Tigers of Texas Southern, minus the two over Fairleigh Dickinson. Then, also on Wednesday night, I'm going to play Nevada, plus the two over Arizona State. Yes, I'm going against most of my friend base here. Almost everyone I know is on the Sun Devils. So winning in college basketball is tough. Everyone seems to have good players. Everyone seems to have good coaches. I was reminded not to focus on the losses by a couple buckets, but to focus on the lopsided games. Nevada has been the number one target for almost everyone that ended up on the wrong side of the bubble. They lost their final three games. They went just two and four versus top 50 teams. But then I see that they did win 16 of their 22 games by eight or more points. Three of their 10 losses, including against Kansas State, a number three seed, and their final two games came in overtime. So close competitive losses. On the other side, Arizona State, they got a lot of opportunities against top 50 teams. They went six and seven. They have the better wins. Seven of their 12 losses came against teams in the tournament field. The Mountain West is just one and 11 in the first four first round games since 2016. The conference itself is just five and 17 in the NCAA tournament 
since 2013. So this is going to be an old-fashioned rock fight. Both teams are as tough as nails. They're going to play good defense. But Nevada isn't only to prove out that they belong, they're also trying to prove that their conference belongs as a multi-bid league. After back-to-back overtime losses, Steve Alford gets the bounce to go his way tonight. So I'm going to take the Wolfpack of Nevada plus the two over Arizona State. Then in the NIT, one game for Tuesday. I already locked this one in. It was Liberty minus the one and a half against Villanova. It's that non-conference angle again of the little school hosting the big school. Then on Wednesday, one play locked in in the NIT. That's Youngstown State plus the six and a half over Oklahoma State. Same thing there. It's the little school hosting the big school. Then I don't like to play these, but I'm going to give you some personal final four futures, not podcast bankroll related future bets, not available on better edge, but after sleeping on it, oh yes, I have to throw some things out there as unofficial plays anyway, in the South bracket, this is my chalk region. I'm going to be shocked if it's not Alabama or Arizona advancing to the final four. Bama's future is at plus 170 to reach the final four. Arizona plus 125. If I had to pick one, I'm picking the Wildcats. That's who I have in my bracket anyway. But I'm going to hope that the final is these two teams. Then I'll hedge a little extra on Alabama if it happens to increase the payout. But I'm going to lock in Alabama at plus 170 and Arizona at plus 425 to reach the final four. In the East, this is the leg on your trifecta that you just want to hit all because I expect this bracket to be chaos. I was reminded by a friend yesterday to tell me how I would have felt about Marquette had they not rallied from 14 down against St. John's to win in the first round of the Big East tournament. That's how close things are in college basketball. If Marquette had not won that game against St. John's in the first round, there may be a three seed, if not a four. So outside of Purdue, I could see every other team in this bracket losing in the first round. I'm going to key three schools. I'm going Duke plus 800. I'm going Kansas State plus 1,000. And I'm going Kentucky plus 1,200. I think one of those three has a decent shot to make it there. If it's Purdue, I'll tip my cap and say congrats. But I have a feeling that the East region will be the region that will absolutely be chaos this year. And that's why I'm going to take three longer shots there in Duke, Kansas State, and Kentucky. Next up, we go to the West. UConn is top 13 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Yes, I know Illinois is in this bracket. I really want the fight in the line and make it there, but I'm going to single UConn. I love UCLA, Gonzaga, Kansas, but after sleeping on it, it's UConn or bust for me in the West. I am taking the Huskies plus the 400 to advance to the Final Four. Then in the Midwest, oh boy, I decided one thing after sleeping on this one and tossing and turning, I'm playing Miami over Drake. I was debating that one. I said for about four months that Drake's probably going to win a game in the tournament, and then the bracket comes out, and I just can't do it. I'm taking the Canes over Drake in the first round. But then Miami would likely face Indiana, two teams that I think have Final Four talent. That's a flip a coin. I can't bet that game. And then if Miami were to beat both Drake and Indiana, likely it's Houston waiting for him, a team that I call very special. So I don't even have the stomach to take that path to beat Drake, Indiana, and Houston just to get to the Elite Eight. So I'm tossing Miami out. I'm tossing Indiana out. I'm not going to play Houston at the number. On the other side of the bracket, if it's not Xavier and Texas in the Sweet 16, I guess I'm going to be surprised. 
That seems like the easier path to an Elite Eight team. So I'm going to play both Texas at plus 300 and Xavier at plus 700 and then hedge in the Elite Eight if I'm in it. So most of you are better future players than I am. I don't do futures a lot, but I just wanted to give you what I am leaning towards to have a little fun here. Uh, Not official for the podcast, but in the South, once again, I'm going to back Bama and Arizona. The East, I'm backing Duke, Kansas State, and Kentucky. The West, I'm singling UConn. The Midwest, I'm going Texas and Xavier. So eight future bets that I will be playing personally and hoping that I can hit a couple there. But uh, now let's recap the card for you. Oh boy, it's tournament time. I got sweaty palms. It's going to be pure pandemonium. I love every minute of it. So for Tuesday, I'm on SEMO plus the four over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I'm on Mississippi State minus the one and a half over Pittsburgh. On Wednesday in the big dance, I'm on Texas Southern minus the two over Fairleigh Dickinson. I'm on Nevada plus the two over Arizona State. In the NIT for Tuesday, I'm on Liberty minus the one and a half over Villanova. And in the NIT for Wednesday, I'm on Youngstown State plus the six and a half over Oklahoma State. So that's your card for a Tuesday and Wednesday, plus some future bets. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.